0: strength matters media video print podcasts
1: today's topic is our most important personal training assessments and i think the first question i'm going to fire at you james is should personal trainers assess
0: <laughs> it's always the old thing uh, So you know when if you don't assess you're just guessing most of the time but as i think we've spoken about on previous podcasts i think we have three options we have now we have no assessments mini assessments and full assessments because it depends on when the client comes into you what sort of state they're in and what type of person they are some people love the assessments therefore we get the full assessment system that we use all the time but then you have the middle assessment which is the middle ground where we'd like to have at least everyone come into but then some people just hate assessments and you just have to be mindful of that it's not where we want them to be but we have to be mindful of this to make sure that we don't put them off and we try and educate them over the long haul to maybe build them up to assessments later down the line. Or in some cases, you can just tell that some people should not be assessed. I'm you know, and I'm talking about this with some of our clients, some of our clients who have been morbidly obese in the past, you know, we're not going to assess them and make them feel terrible about themselves, are we? We're gonna try and help them as best as we can. Their biggest assessment is basically they need to walk more. That's essentially what we're trying to look at. Very simply very simple terms in that sense, but yeah, so in answer, it depends. Mostly, yes. Uh,
1: indeed. I, w- I was going to say that it's always good to have a system uh, to follow. As you say, yes, if someone, if we know someone's just not right for the assessments, um, we, we're not going to put them through them because, as you said, we don't want them to feel bad about themselves. But we've got a system in place, which means, okay, what are the basics then? Walking, water, sleep. So I think that's important to point out because when I came out of uh, I've mentioned this a few times. Well, uh PT school, we'd done yeah, we have done assessments, but there was no there was no system to it, really. I I, it, I had no framework to hang it on, so I was doing, I did the overhead squat test, and I you know I I did a uh, a balance test and v- just various things, but every time I got a client, I was just like, oh god, what do I do? And then once I've done these assessments what do i do after that so it's not just having assessments it's then having a system a system and a framework to hang it hang it on afterwards right
0: yeah absolutely and that's the system and framework we try and teach everyone so like for us in very simple layman's terms we look at it in four quadrants health movement strength and cardio health comes first health comes first is our mont- motto our mantra um, our mantra you know it just you just without your health you have nothing yeah that's it that yeah That too, without your health you have nothing essentially. So we had to break it down because yeah, there's so many good ways of assessing people, so many different ways to skin a cat essentially, that we had to think of a system that works for us but works both in person and online. So when it comes down to the question of like, what are our most important personal training assessments? It comes to health because at the health side of things is where we can make a bigger difference to people in terms of their everyday life and where we can, we get the most enjoyment sometimes out of it. If people change their life or discover things that they never even thought about before that are potentially life-threatening as we have had in the past, you know, that there to us are the most important personal training assessments that we do. And it's the ones that people don't tend to do to a system or often enough basically
1: i think i think we're talking about health we'll come on to the assessments in a in a second might surprise people because they might have been expecting us to say some sort of you know squat test or deadlift or or bench or 5k run or or something like that and we do have those tests let further down the line but absolutely for us within our system health absolutely comes first because as you said james if you don't have health uh, you don't have anything um so we'll come on to the first uh, test, one of our most important tests is the breath test. Jess, what is the breath test and why on earth do we do it?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, the breath test is a gateway to, to see how how healthy you are. Breathing is very fashionable at the moment. There's lots of books come out. The original I read was Oxygen Advantage.
1: I'd love breathing. It's really fashionable. I've always done it. We
0: <laughs> I mean, know it's great, isn't it? It's great. But it's also the hardest thing to talk to people about because they've done it all their lives. They don't think they're doing it dysfunctionally. So when you tell me you're doing it dysfunctionally, they look at you with a weird look on your face, going, What the hell are you on about, you mentalist? Basically, that's what you got to try and get over. So basically, with our breath test, it's based from Patrick McEwen's work on Oxygen Advantage, it's a CO2 breathing test that's t- telling to see how how well your body can deal with co2 in the body which is then tells us how well you're processing breathing and also how well your diaphragm is working because most people are what we call mouth breathers they breathe from the mouth which means they're not using their diaphragm and the diaphragm is the most important muscle to help stabilize everything within the core lower back and relieve back pain and all these good stuff and co2 the higher your tolerance is the longer you can perform faster and healthier you are in a short you know, that's a bastardized way of saying and talking about it, but that's a very simple way to put it. So breathing is the most important thing, but it's also one of the hardest to convince people that they need to be doing it. So
1: It is, but it, as you say, it is so important because I think it's an, the diaphragm is a muscle. It needs to be trained like any other muscle, and I think it's a hugely overlooked component within people's training, so I think that is a really, really important one to think about. The next one, resting heart rate. Um, I think it's probably obvious why this is important, but go for it.
0: Metabolic diseases, cardiovascular diseases, most people have a high resting heart rate, unless they have a medical condition and states otherwise, that they aren't aware of. Like they think, yeah, my my heart rate's normal, but then that's for normal doctor's terms and that's for everyday people who are like really ill and stuff. So if you have a resting heart rate over 60, I think you have issues, personally. That's what I'm going to argue. You're not cardiovascularly fit enough you're prone to metabolic disease and you're prone to cardiovascular issues at some point heart attack stroke etc cetera, etc cetera. so for us understanding your resting heart rate is key to understanding how good your aerobic system is and how well your body's recovering so we can give you the right advice to get you training it properly so you can recover faster and be healthier in the long term
1: as soon as we see that in the assessments instant red flag cardio walking you know let's get that resting heart rate under 60 um, as soon as we can so it always becomes a priority. Um, Waist to height ratio, now we used to do waist to hip ratio uh, in PT school but uh, waist to height ratio, talk to us a little bit about why that's important James.
0: Yeah, waist to height ratio again it comes down to metabolic disease, there's so many studies out there that show that if your waist is over half your height you are prone, severely prone to metabolic disease thus reducing your lifespan thus impacting your health span at the same time. And, yeah, it's, you're not going to perform at all, are you, in terms of, like, athleticism if your waist over half age, it, which means you're carrying too much weight. So it's a great test. Hundreds of thousands of data points behind this, medically approved. And we look at this going, yeah, you know, it's a really good, simple test that people can apply. And it tells us straight away, uh, is this client overweight or not? There's, there's, no, there's no messing around it, and the data is too strong to punch it up. Here's a special message from our sponsor. Want more clients without breaking the bank on ads? Google is your ticket. Imagine being the first name clients see when they Google your services near them. Sound impossible? It's not when you've got strength matters on your side. We'll build you a website and get you ranked high on Google for free. You'll save thousands on ads, web design, and SEO services, plus get a suite of business tools to help you grow your business effortlessly. All you cover is our bulletproof hosting that comes with a full 90-day money-back guarantee. Ever wonder how many new clients you're losing by not being Google's number one? Don't wonder? Act now. Now, book your free strategy call at strengthmatters.com forward slash website today.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say there's so much data out there to back it up. It's a really good one to test. Uh, So I would say if you are still doing waist to hip ratio, I would switch to waist to height ratio because there's so much data to back it up. And talking of data, the uh, Brazilian, give it its full title, the Brazilian sit and rise test. Talk us through that one. Another longevity test.
0: exactly it's it's all it's all longevity tests i think if people should should see the pattern coming here now again let's see how mobility impacts longevity so it's a simple test can you sit down on the floor and get back up again without using your hands Uh, you lose a point for every every part of the body that touches the floor while, while doing so but again it's just again hundreds of thousands of data points that show that the more your mobility is restricted long-term, the more impact impacts your life span. So I think something crazy, if you score less than five points, your, your lifespan is less than 15 years that of other people. So it's it's incredibly important. It tells us how well you move and how well and how long, potentially, you could live all things being well.
1: Yeah. What is it for, uh, I lost you for a second there, is it for every point you get back it's an extra five years, is it, I think?
0: Uh, yeah, similar along those lines, for every point you get back it's an extra five years. So it is. So it's like, but for if, you, if you get five points and under, it's like 15, 20 years less than other people who score eight plus, basically.
1: Exactly. So uh, give it a go. Sit down on the floor, stand back up, give yourself a score out of 10, and uh, yeah, let us, let us know how you get on. Um, the next one, and this one is really important for, for runners, especially the single leg balance test.
0: Well, you can't stand or balance on shaky foundations, can you? And it's all about proprioceptive awareness underfoot. Again, not not a sexy test. People realize don't realize how important it is. But again, it's like a handbrake. If your stability and vestibular system is switched off and not working properly, it's acting like a handbrake on the rest of the body. Therefore, we need to optimize it. Make sure you are balancing effectively because it impacts everything else that you do. Also, in terms of health. In terms of health, think about how many falls of elderly people have so we can make sure they're stable, they're stable enough and they're also there, they have the balance to maybe reduce the number of falls later on in life too. So again, healthy you know, athletes, yes, absolutely, but also for the long-term health of everyday people too.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, just to say that is with your, with your eyes closed, it's not just standing on one leg, so it makes it much more much more, <laughs> much more difficult. So stand on one leg, close your eyes, make sure you don't uh, fall into anything, and see how long you can get. Over fifteen seconds is our absolute bare minimum, but ideally, especially if you're a runner, we want you to get over thirty seconds on each side. And then finally, the hand uh, hang, hang, hang test, which is a grip strength test, which is also linked to uh, longevity. See a theme? We're seeing a theme, James.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a big theme. It's a longevity theme because that's all we're trying to help people is help be healthier, fitter, stronger. And it comes down with health first. So again, your grip strength tells us a lot about your shoulder health, but it also tells us so much about your overall health and longevity. Again, we go back to the studies. We keep going back to all of these studies. and It talks about health and that's what we're focusing on. Fitness should be all about health. And yes, there's an element of performance. We all want to perform better, but let's bring it back to what we should be doing, and that is the health aspect to help us live long and prosper like the Vulcans in Star Trek.
1: Oh, look at you getting a Star Trek reference in there at the end. Say it wasn't a Star Wars one, but I'll let you off. <laughs> Next time. So. Next time. Absolutely. So that that is it for today. Give those assessments a go and let us know how you get on. Uh, If you want to find out more about our system of training, you can go to strengthmatters.com forward slash system.